You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. So I've got bad news. The baby chick died. (laughs) Rest in peace, baby chick. Anyways, I got good news on top of that. That's way better. <laughs> We're not too sad about the baby chick dying. I know it's morbid, but that guy was annoying. I'm glad he's gone. I have good news here. This is a big day. We have every full-time evangelical missionary working in Trinidad right now. We have them all on the podcast today. It's myself. We have Melinda back. That I thought you were going to be a special guest, but... I'm you're, still special too. Yeah, I didn't say that. I said special <laughs> guest. I didn't say you weren't special. We also have the voice of the podcast. We have Simon here. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> As you can tell from his accent, he is from New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Simon, tell me a little about yourself, where you're from, because I don't you know, want to get all the facts wrong. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, first of all, on the podcast. Yeah, my name's Simon. I'm from England, uh, in Europe, obviously. <laughs> England, Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, I'm working with the charity and organisation Latin Link, and I'm on a current two-year placement here in Trinidad uh, through Latin Link, although I am the only member of Latin Link here in Trinidad. All right, so two years, and you've been here for six months? Yep, six months this month. A week's time, I think, is the six-month anniversary. Are you going to celebrate? Um... I think I'm in Santa Cruz for that, so yeah, I might, might get a pizza. Papa John's. <laughs> Papa John's. Papa John's, the Big only Mom, place Papa to go. John's. Look, guys, we don't have any, like, Western, I, I would typically say American, but I don't want to offend Simon, <laughs> American restaurants here uh, in Trinidad. So going to Santa Cruz is a treat. You can eat, uh, what is it, Cinnabon? Cinnabon, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny, Cinnabon became a thing after we moved to Bolivia, so I try to act like I know what's going on. Oh, yeah, Cinnabon. <laughs> I really only know what it is from, like, because I heard it was cool, and then I tried it in Santa Cruz, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And I think I gained six pounds off a of half of a cinnamon roll. So, no, it's been fun. Simon's been here. You've been working with uh, the, the hospital, the, the <coughs> clinic uh, the minute that's across the street, the uh, Fundacion Totai. You've been helping with? The football, football ministry that they do there. Uh, so that's my, my midweek activity, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, we do the football outreach in the local community. A uh, couple of hours each day doing different training sessions. Um, Fridays we focus more on games. Um, and then, yeah, we just do this small devotionals occasionally in them, talk to them, uh, get to know them. Yeah, and just really evangelize through friendship and being with them and getting to know their situations and all in the context of football as well. Um, and just, you know, pushing them to be better footballers, pushing them to work harder, train harder, be more focused and disciplined in different areas of their life, and, um, and working them through that, really. So that's, that's my work with the Fundacion. Cool. And uh, for all three of our American listeners, all three of our listeners in total, football is soccer. That's what we call <laughs> soccer. We, it's just, so it's funny. Simon is from England, like you said. Um, obviously, Melinda and myself are from the United States, uh, contrary to popular belief. And uh, but we just realized we know nothing about each other's culture at all. No, like nothing. <laughs> and like, so we, I feel like we've gotten comfortable enough to where we can ask all the stupid questions. <laughs> so. and, and ask about Meghan Markle. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's Melinda asking those That's questions, important. not me. Um, 
We're infiltrating one person at a time. <laughs> Starting with Meghan Markle. <laughs> Simon has the, had the perception <laughs> that, uh, that Americans love the sport of lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shock when you told me that you don't play it. <laughs> I guess he has a good point, though. He said in all the movies, lacrosse is, you know, what they're playing in, like, a lot of movies. Like, they're always playing lacrosse in different shows and movies. And I thought about it. It's true, for whatever reason. I guess they got tired of making the stereotypical American football. And in most newer shows, they're, like, on the lacrosse team or whatever. Interesting stuff. Um, I'm, I've had a ton of questions for him about uh, the difference between the U.K., uh, Great Britain, uh, like what is the difference UK and Great Britain those are the main questions or whatever and um, I'm not going to answer that question because if you don't know that's your fault Google it it's my friend find your own English friend so you can ask him questions or whatever no but it's been great having Simon here um, as far as we know we are the only three missionaries here and he, Simon came six months ago so it's been a huge blessing working with us with the church and Helping the Fundacion out and just uh, being a part of the community. As I always talk about, like, everything that um, we do here is, is really interwoven and connected. Is interwoven a real word? Yeah, is that a sounds word? right. In, interwoven. Say it with confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's interwoven and connected. And so, and it's been great to have uh, an extra set of hands um, and, you know, just somebody else committed and dedicated to the work, taking it seriously. How old are you? Uh, 23. 23. Young buck. How old were we when we came here? 20? 25. That's not true. Well, I was pregnant, and I got pregnant at you 25. No, when we first came. Oh, 24. 2009. Two, what is this? This is 11 years? 23. 23. Okay. Yeah, we were 20, so we were 23 when we came here as well. Oh, so <laughs> well, that's either good for you or bad for you. <laughs> I don't know which one. But no, it's been a, um, it's been a good week here. Uh, we finished painting. I've been complaining about that long enough. Is the paint job perfect? Absolutely not, but it's the best that we can do. And so, uh, we, you know, we've been setting my office up. I have some space to study. I have my, all my bookshelf set up and everything now. Getting uh, furniture made. If you want something here, you typically have to find a place to make it. And so we've been making trips to the carpentry shop to get, for instance, um, what is it, a desk. Simon's getting a desk made. I'm getting some stools for our meeting t- table made. And so for the... Um, so for the base, it needs to be metal. So you have to go to the metal worker shop. Then for the top of it, I want it to be wooden. So wood. So I would go to the carpentry shop to get that done. And so a lot of running around just to get simple things, but it's been fun. Simon had the measurements of his desk. That thing is wide, dude. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. The wood came back really deep. <laughs> I didn't get a proper look at it because he gave it straight to you and you put it straight in the car. Oh, uh, yeah. It's I'm like playing. It's, it's, pretty deep. <laughs> it's pretty deep. But uh, Melinda, what have you been up to this week? Um, this week, I, I started uh, the vocal classes at the church that invited us to come in and help them with their worship team. So we are offering worship help there. By us, you mean you? Uh, they invited yeah, you. I like no to one say invited us. me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, and so I went on Friday, and it was it was cool. You know, um, it went a little differently than I thought. Um, I don't have a lot of experience seeing how different churches here do worship, but I expected it to be, you know, older songs. But they sent me the song list yesterday, and these songs don't even have links um, to YouTube. And and it's not, like, necessarily about the age of the song as much as, like, the attitude of the song of singing it. Like, 
I think a lot of churches, and Simon's been to Bolivia before. He was in Potosi for five weeks. And so it just you go to churches and, and the worship is really empty and it's just essentially cantations and chants, I guess you could say, yeah. of like more than anything. And it's kind of a dead like reciting of, you know, of, of the lyrics of whatever said song. So, I mean, it, you know, it, the song can be as old as it wants, but the death behind it is not, I feel like it doesn't properly reflect what you're singing in the song. God, you've been so good to us. Your grace and your mercy are unfounded. And we're saying it like, God, you've been so good to us. Yeah. Your grace and mercy. Like, it's weird. Like, do you mean this? You know, or, or, or are you, I don't know. Worship is a, is a weird thing, you know, because I think we try to pressure people into worshiping like us. But then when we also use that as an excuse to not worship at all and just to, and why are we even singing? You can just open to just read some verses if yeah. we're going to do, you know, do that empty. But yeah. I don't know. And so I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging than I thought it would because um, essentially I thought I was going to be working with a vocalist and helping that vocalist learn how to lead better or maybe um, work on their, uh, you know, their pitch um, or sound, the breathing control, but it's going to be almost like working with a choir and kind of teach them how to blend well because everyone sings every lyric at the same time. So it's a different style than what I'm used to, um, but, you know, I'm flexible, They and I'm going to learn how I can best serve them and help them grow. So Good. Exciting. So you go there on? Uh, Monday nights. Monday. So tonight? Yes. What time are you leaving you until? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 7.30. So, no, so that's exciting. So the house behind us, I don't know if you even knew this, um, but the house behind us, it's come up for sale. So the three houses that are, it's kind of like, where we live is a little bit weird, but we live on, I guess the block we live on, so to speak, there's like essentially, I don't know, it's not a block, but there's three houses right here, and they were all missionary houses. Um, back in the in the day when the foundation was getting started and stuff, and I don't know if you knew this. I think you knew this maybe. Um, but there's it's they're like shaped in an L. So there's one house and then there's two houses on either. So one's behind it, one's beside it. And uh, one of those houses is for sale. It's come up for sale recently. Um, and it comes with like it comes with. I say like it's a toy with accessories. <laughs> but uh, like no, it has a, a pretty, pretty decent sized piece of property right here, which is connected to our backyard. Um, that would make a great community center space. No? Yeah. Oh. I mean, <laughs> of course. So, that's, uh, I've talked about it a lot, but one thing we would like to do long term is a community center. Um, not like a rec center, like we're, let's go play basketball and, and lacrosse, right? <laughs> not that, but like just a, a place where you could just basically do 24 7 ministry to the community. Yeah. Um, our neighborhood definitely needs it. It needs something like that. And it's, it's in our plans. Obviously, um, having a, a strong, stable church is, is, um, is, is uh, the priority right now. But it's definitely where we want to go is, is starting a community center. And Simon, actually, I didn't know Simon before he got here, but he says that's something that he likes too, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember must maybe within the first two weeks of me getting here, we are having a meeting in your office, and you were saying, um, you are asking me about dreams and ideas, and you said, if I could have unlimited funding and money wasn't an issue and time wasn't an issue and what, what would the one thing that I'd love to do what would it be and, and I remember saying it would, it would be to run a community centre um, to do something that's on the ground in the community for the community reaching out in the community um, and just I remember I think we went on and we wrote a vision statement for 
if we were to do a community mm -hmm. centre, what the vision statement would be, and it would just be to impact and empower uh, the people that were around and um, and just, you know, finding the needs in the, our local area and being able to meet them, because there's, there's a lot of needs here mm -hmm. uh, in this community, a lot of, um, I work especially with young people, um, and just having a place where they can go, where they can learn, where they can develop, where they can learn to think for themselves and, and gain, gain a skill, really develop that skill Absolutely. and focus on it and, and, and um, perfect it and just become passionate about something and, and have goals for their lives and, and what they want to achieve um, rather than just taking each day by day and, and kind of looking at people around them and thinking, oh, he looks cool, uh, maybe I'll be like him or, yeah. or not, but actually having, having a dream and a vision and, and chasing it and going yeah. for it and just having a place and a space that provides that environment for them to grow and flourish uh, is, is something that would definitely be, definitely be worthwhile. Absolutely. I talked about um, the kid Alex a couple of weeks ago, and um, that, all of that really falls under, you know, like what we would do with the community center is like a place, and I think I mentioned it in the podcast, is a place uh, for someone like him to be able to come when his mom essentially abandons him, you know, and it's not, it's not the, I'm not a firm believer in let's start a whole, let's buy a house and build a whole building based on what happened to one kid. My point is, is he's not the only kid that this has happened to, you know. I mean, even in Cochabamba, we saw that happen. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, having a place for kids like him to be able to come and live and we could work with, you know, ch child protective services and stuff like that to be able to um, just, I don't know, to be able to raise him up kind of a discipleship program. And like Simon said, just give him goals, real goals and things to reach for. We always talk to the kids around here and like, you know, you are what you see or you become what, what you see. And you're not really limited to that, but if you haven't seen, like, exposure leads to expectation. If you've never been exposed to success or anything, like, you just, you become what you see. And so if all you see is, you know, your dad getting drunk and beating your mom or, you know, uh, any, any type of abuse in the home or, or even an absent father, then what do you do when you become a father? And we see that, in, I think, in, in every country a lot, too, if, you know, fatherlessness often breeds, not every time, thank God, but often breeds fatherlessness, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of kids have also uh, grown up as well, um, maybe even being sexually abused and saying, I will never do this to someone. And then, you know, when they get older, they become sexually, they, they, they sexually abuse someone or uh, see someone abusing drugs and say, I'm never going to do that when I get older. And, and a lot of times, not, not most of the time, but just a lot of times, more, one time is more than enough, but a lot of times end up being on drugs themselves. And so um, just creating a uh, like somewhat of a safe space to be able to expose people to, uh, to different ideas and thoughts and so they can grow and do different programming and stuff. We're going to do the community garden. That's something that we've already, and I was talking about how that's on pause, but that's a part of the community center stuff too. It's just um, teaching people how to produce things for themselves um, and just how to really feed themselves, really. I mean, because you, you can do it. Uh, even off a small garden, you can legitimately feed yourself. And uh, people don't know that, you know. And then, like Simon was saying, it's just uh, learning different skills and stuff, whether it is uh, somehow carpentry or, or whatever, you know, photography. There's so many different things, especially it's an entrepreneur's world uh, right now. And so there's anything you can do. If you, if you learn how to do it and you become good at it, you can make it happen. And, um, you know, so just kind of exposing kids that don't have exposure to anything like that in our neighborhood, exposing them to opportunities and stuff and... Um, Obviously through Jesus, and uh, we believe that the gospel is holistic, 
it is not Sunday thing. It is not a Monday thing. And, and I don't mean, that's right, we pray on Monday through Saturday. We de- definitely pray. But there's no, we don't believe in a separation necessarily of the sacred and the secular in the sense of uh, we are being made sacred by, by Jesus and what he did on the cross, and we are sent to the secular to, um, to basically uh, reach people for Jesus. But in order to do that, you do good works, right? Like right. you do the guy that shows up for late, that shows up for late. You ever showed up for late? Before? Never. <laughs> the guy that shows up late for work um, and halfway does his assignments and things at work and then talks about Jesus is the most annoying guy at work. Mm-hmm. No one wants to listen to him. If, if being a follower of Jesus makes me like you, then I don't want it. You know, that's what it feels like a lot of times. So we're called to both. We're called to t- definitely share the gospel with our words, but we're also called to, uh, to do good work and produce. And, you know, uh, there's a word and phrase I was looking for, but I can't think of it. But just, you know, difference makers, so to speak, through our work, definitely through our speech and through, our, through our, the way that we act and whatever. And so we want to... Um, Raise up a generation here that does that. That's what we want to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's the idea behind the community center. And it would be great to have these. Because there's, so there's also like the piece of property behind us. And then those two over there. Oh, yeah. There's two over there like that are next to. So there's essentially one, two, th- three lots behind our house. And then there's the, there's the fourth lot that belongs to that house that's for sale. And they're all... They're all for sale, actually. The two of them just came up for sale as well. So it would be a cool place to be able to... And it's right behind our house and right yeah. across the street from the Fundacion and the church and everything. It'd be a really cool place. Yeah, it's ideal. Worth dreaming about, right? Yeah, yeah doesn't hurt to dream. Yeah. I remember you've been telling me since day one when I arrived. Uh, you tell me pretty much every day since I've been here. But this is an exciting time to be here. This is an exciting time to be in Trinidad. Um, God is doing so much here. He's moving, different doors are opening, opportunities are coming up, um, and just the potential for the work that there is in this community, uh, the people that are here, it's limitless. You know, there's some really, really, really good opportunities opening up and uh, things happening. Like you said, it's, it's an exciting time to be here. It is. And Go ahead, no, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, and, the, and from what I've seen is people are eager. People mm. are eager to, to form a relationship with someone, you know, like, I had a, a young girl, teenage girl, ask me if she could call me mom after spending like two hours with her. A little weird. It was weird, yeah. Weird. But you know, it just kind of kind of shows that people want um, want to be uh, a priority or, yeah. or it to be taken serious or to be seen and heard. And um, this, I, I just see it being really, really helpful to the community to have a place where these young people know that. At this place, I can feel safe. At this place, I will feel seen. At this place, I will be heard and I will be loved. And on top of that, you know, there's so many benefits to uh, um, spiritual growth, um, mental growth, or, you know, physical growth, and, and to learn a skill. Um, so it is exciting. It's mm. exciting to, to imagine it, but it's hard because then you get impatient. You're like, oh, I want it to happen now, and you're already planning ideas for it, but it still seems so far away. Yeah, yeah. it does. You saw... Um, someone's phone the other day yesterday yeah and, uh, and we were we were his uh screensaver our family was a screensaver <laughs> you know this it's a little bit weird you know like but then it's also like i just you know was telling melinda like you know it just shows how eager people are to have family and people that they can trust in and look up to and, and it's definitely an, I, I don't know if it's an honor to be on the screensaver but it's an honor to to that you know that god sees fit to put us in a position to be able to reach people like him mm-hmm. who otherwise wouldn't necessarily maybe have 
someone to, you know, to, and it, it makes me really wake up to, um, you know, how people see me as well. And, and they're just, watching us. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. And like they're watching and, and, and just, you know, watch how I act and what I portray, even mm-hmm. emotionally, you know, how I portray. It's not, I'm not talking about not crying or anything like that. I just mean, just making sure that you're being an example, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think a lot of kids in our neighborhood, if not all the kids in our neighborhood, are, are looking for that, especially the teenagers. You yeah. Know? Just looking for their place in life and whatever. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. Hopefully through our church and through our ministry, we can get to that place to where we're, we do have that community center to be able to reach these kids and do all the different programs and stuff. And So you can be praying with us for that, really be praying for that prog- uh, process and pray for volunteers too, more volunteers to come down. Like Simon was saying, he gave you a great sales pitch. This is a great time to come to Trinidad. Um, no crazy people, please. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's a great time. So. <laughs> what? Crazy people. Oh, you okay? Sorry, crazy people. Please don't. <laughs> no, I was just. <laughs> uh huh. There's an interview process. <laughs> yeah, there's an interview process. No, but seriously, if, if for whatever reason you are listening and you do want to come, you can write us an email at redrootsinc at gmail.com. I know the email address now. Well, or, or info. info at redroots.org. I knew. See, so don't go. you cut me off. I was going to say it. I was showing off before I got to the second one. But if you want an immediate response, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you, mean? you can uh, private message Ramon because he gets his me- he replies right away yeah, almost. That's true. Melinda yeah. will, will leave you hanging for three to four, three days to four weeks around uh, there. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> the Lord is convicting me. <laughs> convicting? All right. All right. And then maybe I can do this plug because I'm not part of Red Roots. But I can say if, if you want to be involved but you can't come yourself, then you can always financially support as well. There <laughs> you Amen. go. Amen. Be involved that way. Yeah. See, I'm the, you can go home in peace now. <laughs> I knew you were I'm just kidding. No, that's a weird thing to say because it's like, hey, you can send me money if you want. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it does help. Financial support does yeah. help. Always. And donations help to do things. Um, we got a, a big donation that's helped us renovate our office and renovate our church. Um, which has been incredible. I'm going to post pictures of the office soon. i got to clean up all the paint off the floor because some people, and by some people I mean me, don't know how to paint, and so there's paint <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so i got to clean it all up. And once I get the stools and stuff in this week, which will probably really be next week, the I say this week and it's next, and I'll put some pictures of that up. And uh, I don't know, exciting times, exciting times. We'll see where God leads us and where he takes this thing. But, so this week, or tomorrow actually, um, Bolivia is turning, I think it's turning 195 years old, I think. <laughs> right. So tomorrow is Bolivian Independence Day. Uh, I this, I just uh, be praying for Bolivia if you have a chance. We have, and I'd have to do a whole nother podcast to talk about all this. <laughs> but we have, we have a, a very, very important election, possibly the most important election in the history of Bolivia. Um, coming up in October, October 20th, I think it is. Um, long story short, uh, the, uh, the president that's currently president, he has been, uh, I think, three terms straight, and the, the limit is two terms, and he's going into his fourth term. It's, there's a lot of details and stuff. It's ridiculous. Um, facing a dictatorship, essentially, which, I mean, that's essentially what he is, is a dictator even now. And so um, it, it looks like he's going to win, but... Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, of nuances there, and there's a lot of things that will come out of that. And I don't know. But just be praying for us, as I hope you're praying for um, 
the United States as well, or shoot, England too, for that matter. I don't know. The world is just not in a great state right now, um, politically and, and socially even. We just need prayer. We need prayer here too. Just as, So as you pray for, hopefully your own countries this week, try to make time. And um, if you can remember to pray for Bolivia as well, we have we have a very interesting year coming up. Um, major implications on on this election of what, what happens and it possibly could even affect our work and what we do and stuff as well. Um, I'm not really worried, but I'm not stupid either, you know, like yeah. I think. Uh, something we need to be praying about. So you guys can be praying with us on that this week as you pray. Hopefully, I'm assuming you're praying for your own countries. Um, I say countries because I'm assuming Simon's going to share this for his 30 seconds of talking. You could have given a name out there. <laughs> but uh, just be praying for us as you pray for yourself. And, um, and yeah, any, anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. Bueller? Nope. <laughs> so Simon is Simon's twenty three. And I forget like I forget that there's so many like there's such a I feel like I guess I feel like I'm still like his age in my head. Cause like I'll bring up these references and like he has no idea what I'm talking about. Like I asked him the other day, I said, uh, do you know I said something about Kirk Franklin. So you know who Kirk Franklin is? He said, uh, the name sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> but you know, did you it, send him some music? No, or? I didn't. I mean, because you know, what oh, people say, like, what's he gonna do? Like, I like that. And so, uh, he's googling it now. <laughs> you sent me another one the other day, and I didn't have a clue who it was. I had to google it. Yeah, I'm always saying so it makes me feel old on a regular basis. I'm like, you know who Scooby Doo is? No way, who is that? You know, I do that too. Like, I forget how old I am. Like, I'm, I'm old enough to be a mom. Like, Eight years uh, in. <laughs> you know, there's two people in the room. I right have in there. to take care of two eight-year-old kids. I'm, we've been married for 12 years. Coming up. Coming up on 12 years. Like, how? I still feel like a teenager. Oh, no, it's not coming up. We have been married for 12 years. That's right? 2007? So yeah, it's 2019. It's 12. Yeah, yeah. I told you. <laughs> you told me what? <laughs> What'd you tell me? No, I, I didn't realize I've been 12. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's gone by so fast. We've been here for, like I was saying, the last one for 10 years. In September, it'll be 10 years that we got here. Mm-hmm. I remember leaving. And, like, I look on my Facebook recently, and the, because these were the months that were leading up to us leaving. And I'm so embarrassed by my memories. Like, I wouldn't go, go in and delete them. Like, the stupid <laughs> stuff that I was saying. Thinking like, you were wiser. I don't know what I was thinking. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know what are you doing. Somebody should have taken my Facebook from me. Memories, I think, are just to show you your growth. And, like, yeah. the good news is I'm not that ridiculous anymore. Uh, the bad news is just 10 years ago, I was absolutely ridiculous. Only 10 years ago. It's so stupid. I do I was, the same thing when you look back on pictures, and it's like, you thought you were really cute in that picture, and you had, like, this silk or velour shiny sweatsuit on with Timberland boots. Yeah, no, I'm talking about I myself. And I, <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely... Timberland boots. It was probably summertime, you know? This yeah. is a thing in Philadelphia. It still is a thing in Philadelphia. What do you mean? Like, everybody's wearing Timberlands. In two months, everybody's going to be it's wearing true. Timberlands. It's true. It's wow. true. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. You live and you learn, I suppose. <laughs> I hope. All right. Any closing remarks, Simon? Nope. <laughs> you are listening to the Red Roots podcast. That's it, right? So he is real people. People are asking me, like, do I know him? Do I know Simon? 
and uh, like because he's the voice in the beginning. I don't know where they thought I got it from, but I do know him. Do they know how we recorded that? <laughs> uh, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think so. You can tell. <laughs> well, just I was on my way. I was on my way back to my room, and you, you say, "Oh, have you got a minute to do the to do the Red Roots podcast thing?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, okay." I was like, "Oh, just because you know I want an English voice on it, it, it would sound cool." So I'd go in thinking. And all of a sudden, I get, I get this chair, he puts a blanket over my head. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, I'm like a centimetre away from a mic with a blanket over my head. <laughs> well, this what, okay, this is what happened. As you, you can hear the echo in the back of this audio right now, because we're sitting at our dining room table. Our ceilings are probably 15 feet high, and, you know, our houses are made of cement. So it's echoing, and we're using one microphone, so it's all echoing. And in my office, this is where we recorded, and it was empty at the time, so it was super echoey, and I didn't want it to be echoey. So I said, here, put this blanket over your head, and it was like, you know, 90 degrees outside, and he's inside as well, because no AC or insulation. So put this blanket over your head, so he's like under a blanket, hovering over the mic, you're listening to the Red Roots podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, fun times. Well, it was a one-time deal, so we it's it. over. No more blankets. Right? Well, I, and I nail that accent in my head. <laughs> oh, no, your English accent is I just, I just oh, smile politely. Really? It's not do that it, do bad. Do it right now. You are listening. No, it's already wrong. You <laughs> Wait, are, let me... You are, you are listening. You are... It's not you are? Let me see. Say it again. You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Oh, my God. That was good. <laughs> that was not good. I'm sorry, I mean, was it good? Are you from it Georgia? <laughs> what is that? What kind of accent is that? It was an English accent. An accent in English. <laughs> but I don't know what accent it in was. In my head, it sounds really good. Mm. I'll work on it. Maybe you can say it out of your mouth the same way you say it in your head. No, I'll practice. Uh, no, we could probably use our time. <laughs> something more important. <laughs> we'll leave that one. Yeah, so this is what we're doing with our spare time, practicing English accents. I don't even try. I don't even try. You guys are way better at English, American accents than we are at English accents. Way better. See the movies and stuff. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us again. We appreciate your support. I like that people are actually listening to this. I'm a little shocked. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Now, we love you guys. We're always appreciative of, um, of uh, yeah, just your support, your prayers, your love, and checking in on us and so on and so forth. Really do appreciate it. We're very far away from what our home, one of our homes, I guess. And so sometimes, you know, you feel like, not lonely isn't the word. You just feel forgotten about. Do they have violin music to play behind this? Mm. <laughs> no. You can add it. No, I, don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. But, like, you know, you just feel, you feel like so far out of the loop and what's going on and stuff. So it's always nice when people reach out to us and stuff. And uh, I don't really appreciate it. Love you guys. Appreciate your support, um, your love, and everything else. And, uh. Keep us in your prayer this week. Uh, like I said, if you could just pray for Bolivia, we'd appreciate it. Pray with us. We are praying for our country, the United States, and uh, praying with Simon, his country in England. There's a lot going on um, all over. So uh, just keep us in your prayer. Um, is there anything else I got to say? No, that's it. Well, we love you and thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.